Yay! We have life. I'm so worried. It's like dark and rainy here. There is life on the Zoom. Good morning, everybody. Raise your hand if you want to come on. And while we're waiting for that, I will tell you about my recent realization that my life is better because of coaching. I am negotiating something with my partners and and it's just business, right? <laughs> but I'm taking it very personally. And uh, I've just been sitting and like watching my brain freak out and not reacting to it. And like, I still don't like that I'm freaking out, right? Like I want to control for that or solve for that. But like, I just let myself watch my brain and like not react. And it's been amazing for me. And like going through bigger things like this, you realize in hindsight how much you've changed because you don't just, I don't just like lash out, try to solve, try to feel better. <laughs> what am I freaking out about? Freaking out about, I am actually leaving my partnership to become my partner's employee. After a lot of work and a lot of coaching and a lot of what's right with my life. Um, and I think if, I mean, I truly think I, if it wasn't for coaching, I would maybe not have done that. Um, in really figuring out what I want to do with my life and wanting things to stay the same, wanting things to stay comfy, wanting things to stay safe and, uh, realizing yeah, okay, I'll keep talking for a little bit. Perfect. You're in your car. Um, but yeah, and I, I have a partner who's like, who's very business, who's not emotional, who's like, to the point where you're like, do you like me? Like, because he's so just, doom, 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 just very business, right? And I'm like, I care a lot about relationships and I care a lot about people being happy and people pleasing. And I'm like, I'm able now to see him and see my thoughts about him and not react and not try to wish he was different and not try to wish everything was going the way I wanted it to go. I just watch my brain do all of that from like wherever I'm sitting watching this at this point. And just knowing like my brain is not me, my thoughts, I have them. I do not have to respond to them. I can just let them freak out. We're doing a contract negotiation. I got the contract back yesterday morning. And I opened it up and like totally got triggered of all these thoughts and like they don't care about me. This isn't going to be safe. Why am I doing this? Should I just fuck it? Like all these thoughts, right? And I'm just like letting the thoughts happen. And then I'm like, I'm going to choose to not respond to this today. I'm going to go do my clinic. I'm going to go do my cases go do them and like by the end of the day I was like much more calm because I was like you just let your thoughts do their thing realize they're not gonna control my life and I move on and like only in hindsight am I like that is a skill that I've learned through coaching that makes my my life so less reactive it doesn't mean I don't freak out it doesn't mean I don't have those thoughts it doesn't mean 
I'm not going to choose what's best for me. But like to watch me not react at this point is absolutely mind blowing. And like in hindsight to be like, I've learned those skills. I've learned those skills of letting my thoughts be thoughts and not responding to them. Doesn't mean I don't always respond to my thoughts, but I'm so much better at being the observer of the brain freaking out. And like, you know, last night after I'd kind of processed it all, I was like, one of my underlying values is wanting to be safe, right? And and having learned that about myself and seeing all of my reactivity in the context of that's just my brain wanting to be safe. Of course, this all makes sense that I'm freaking out about this. Mm. Um, and the power of just seeing that. So I, I will not ramble forever, but I wanted to share that with you of like, when you can see that you're you're reacting different, you're making different choices. I think I, I, I'm calling it a level of maturity because I, I used to be quite be quite reactive to this. And um, to see that it's this practice of coaching and mindfulness and thought work has made a difference in my life. And I just, I just, I wish that for everybody and it doesn't come fast. Like I remember when I started, you know, incorporating fitness, I was like, why don't I look great in six weeks? Why am I not just react, not, not reacting now? Why am I not just like the calm person in clinic? It does not happen fast. It's like literally practicing things over and over and over. And then you're like, oh, well, four years ago, I started working out and I still do. And four years ago, I started coaching and I react so much less, but it's, it's a slow practice in our life that we can't try and then discard. It does not work that way. So happy to have coffee with all of you today. Um, raise your hand when you want to come on. We'll do some talking. We'll do some coaching. Sleepless night, love the name. You guys, your guys' names today are amazing. <laughs> By the way, all right, sleepless night. Can you hear me? Is my audio working? Yep, you're good. I got you. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I did. I did not sleep well last night, so that was the the most creative thing I come up with. <laughs> perfect, and I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. Um, your introduction was actually a good segue into what I wanted to talk about. Um, I have had a challenging week with two things that brought up sort of a similar core thought or issue. Um, this week, I got my first letter of um, intent to sue over um, a case from a year ago. And I also got my first bad review on uh, patient. Jesus, I'm sorry about your Yeah, yes. And so um, while I've had plenty of positive patient encounters too, you know, your brain fixates on the negative ones. And I've just been struggling with the intrusive thoughts of, uh, honestly, the potential lawsuit one is mostly I, I'm upset that she doesn't like me right? It's not, the complication feels unavoidable to me. So it's not as much about that. It's the thought she doesn't like me. She's mad at me that why, why would somebody be 
unhappy enough with me to want to sue me. Um, and same with the bad review. I, you know, why would somebody be unhappy enough, dislike me enough to go to the effort to put in a negative review? Just, um, yeah, so I could use some help processing those. Yeah, uh, super normal, super common, and very normal. Like everything your brain is doing is, you have an industry standard brain. Yes. <laughs> Just to acknowledge that of like, there's nothing wrong with how you're, pro like this is normal stuff. Um, and this is part of practicing medicine in America in 2023 like these things exist and they they happen to literally all of us um and it's it's interesting that you've already been able to like you're already at the like I'm seeing kind of what the underlying thing is right of like it's the people yes we'll just call it people pleasing because that's the like official name for it um, yeah it's good um my, when it, when mine when that this happens is don't they know don't they know that i did my best don't they know that this complications happens I, mine always i always have like a little entitlement thread mm -hmm. to my sort of thoughts and it's just different for everybody but that would be what mine my brain would be doing it was like don't they know that i did my best don't they know that i'm exceptional right we're really well trained and this still happens so i always i always have an entitlement line to mine um, there is a, I'm going to go on a tangent, but I'll come back. There is a, I don't know if you're on Instagram. There is a psychologist and her Instagram handle is the holistic psychologist. I don't know if anybody here has followed her. She's, she's quite a bit. She's basically like our age and like became a psychologist and was like, I don't like everything about this. So I'm going to kind of do it my way. And talks a lot about like people pleasing and like why we do it. And it's just like Instagram level learning, right? But it's quite insightful often and talks about people pleasing. And and she just did one that talked about people pleasing as a way for us to try to be safe and in kind of understanding it, right? Like if everybody likes you, you're very safe. And if... uh and kind of looking at it in that context of like, of course, people pleasing makes sense. Cause I think so much of us are like people pleasing bad, you know, everybody can't like you, right? Like intellectually, but like, no, it's like a safety mechanism, especially if we use people pleasing as a child to be safe in our household. And then saying like why that continues. So I just thought it was a really nice insight that she gave yesterday on like understanding the safety in making sure everybody likes us. Like, a room is yeah safe. that that's actually that's a very helpful tie back because I did grow up in a house that 100% I used people pleasing to feel safe mm, me too and I think a lot of doctors did because if you were if you were like smart and hardworking, it's a very it's the very safe character to play in the in the family yes and that those character traits yes. are like and I kept going <laughs> so we're doctors now um, so I think there's a, I think there's a common thread to, to under, like understanding, oh yeah, no, there's a lot of us who excelled at that safety trait and it paid off like educationally.
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's let's talk strategies when this human brain throws these intrusive thoughts at me because I think that's the most distressing. Like I, when I'm engrossed in something, I'm doing pretty well, and then I'll be laying down to sleep and can't sleep because my mind starts racing, or I'll be in the middle of something fun with my kids and that's a little more of a relaxed state, and then. I have intrusive thoughts about these negative experiences. And so, um, yeah, I could use some help strategizing what else to do to make it less distressing right now. Yeah, totally. When you, I mean, I want to do a model on it just to kind okay. of see what, because what's cool about this sure. is is you have a thought and your the intrusive thought is your circumstance. And then yes, you interesting. And thoughts. And then it kind of, it can, it can kind of spiral because we're like, oh, that's what we're thinking about the thought just to like explain the tool before we do it. Um, okay. Can you give me one of the thoughts that pops up? Um, I would say, let's say she doesn't like me would be one that then leads to other thoughts, but. Yep. Okay. So you're doing your day and this thought pops into your head. What happens when this thought com comes into your head? It's, you know, it all happens so fast, of course, like a lot totally. of things. Until we um, become experts. <laughs> right. right? Until uh, we become experts so, like, there's that thought again. Yeah. Um, so usually there's like, there's this pretty quick like physical reaction of tightness and yeah yeah tension elevated heart rate mm -hmm. sort of sympathetic drive yep. with some semi-conscious thoughts at times of I'm not good enough balanced by more logical awareness of I can't please everybody and it'll be okay um, all sort of jumbled up in one, but it, that's enough to like scramble my brain and, and, and that sympathetic drive, then I'm out of whatever peaceful state I was in. Yep. Uh, let's call it, should we call the feeling sympathetic drive? We allowed to do Sure. I, I mean, I think everybody knows what we're, I'm talking we're about. Surgeons. We're calling that a feeling, damn it. <laughs> anxious, I guess yeah. would also work, but I think, yeah, I think the, the, the pros would call that anxious. Yeah. And so I, what I'm hearing you describe is like, you have the thought of she doesn't like me and already your brain is starting to war about like, it's okay. It's just a thought. It's all right. And you're like, but no, the world's not safe. Like you're already yes. having like these multiple. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And like what this like untangling of the spaghetti is, is like, this is just one of those 42 thoughts that you have when you think the thought she doesn't like me and, and like yes. believe me this is like so oversimplified because your brain is doing sixty thousand thoughts a day right and we're like we're gonna take freaking one just to see like where where this is coming from right and this is probably and the sympathetic anxious is either my guess this is not coming from it's gonna be okay 
No. <laughs> this might be coming from, you know, there, there's a problem or she doesn't like me is causing the thought of like, I'm not safe. Um, or this thought might be like, I have conflicting thoughts about this, mm. which can still cause that anxiety. And we're not looking for like the right answer. We're just looking for insight of like, how does she doesn't like me create a cascade in your body? Yes, that's a good point. Um, because it might not even be like how, how I'm writing it out. If like, she doesn't like me might not even create the cascade for you. It might be like the unsafe or the warring. That's the wrong word. But the warring, your body's like, it's okay. It's not okay. You shouldn't be thinking this. It's all right. What do I do about these thoughts right now? Right. It's like almost the t the tornado of like, I have too many thoughts about this, mm -hmm. which could be creating that, that anxiety. Any thoughts about your thought? <laughs> no, I think, I think that's helpful. And I think that's been one of my challenges with the model is that it often does feel oversimplified and I'm like, I don't even know what all those thoughts are, but I like the spaghetti right. analogy and, spaghetti, I, and I think that's spaghetti. a good point. Yeah. And I think like it comes, I think that's why talking and coaching is so awesome because it's like the thoughts can all come out and then you're like, oh, I had an unsafe thought in there. I didn't even see it, but mm -hmm. it, that feels super true to me. Right. And the other way to untangle the spaghetti is writing. Writing doesn't come naturally to me. Talking does. But like either way, you can get them out and get them down. Like thinking the spaghetti does not unsort the spaghetti for most people. And I'm sure yeah. neuroscience can, a neuroscientist can explain that. I can't. <laughs> I, I definitely think the unsafe thing is what is triggering the sympathetic cascade more than the battling of my thoughts. But I don't know, like a logical full sentence yeah. of being unsafe but I, I definitely I think you unsafe. hit that I mean it could even be as simple as like I feel unsafe feeling unsafe mm -hmm. they could both but that's that's probably what's going on like because very often we have thoughts about the thoughts we have mm -hmm. right um and then because that's where I'm going with this like and how to like get out of this loop I, is I have an idea um I feel unsafe. And we have a cascade and then just just for just for being complete straight A students will fill this out, but we we don't have to, but when you get your sympathetic anxious, what do you do? Well, it depends on when it happens. Like last night I lay in bed and try to direct my thoughts back to relaxing things so I can sleep, but that didn't work very well. And I didn't end up sleeping much okay. as a result. Um, but normally I redirect myself back to busyness because that consumes my brain in a different direction. And then I can go back about my life. Yeah. Cool. I'm guessing the redirecting isn't coming from the, I'm feeling safe. This is probably like the, the next thought model of like what to do when I feel unsafe. Right. Um, yeah. There's a, and, and I do try to do some, you know, healthy strategies like yeah, totally. exercising, you know, and burning off some of that sympathetic but energy. If you just, and, if you just you know. sat, what if we said, you can't, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You can't get rid of this. You're just going to be this right now. What would that cause you to do? 
<laughs> oh, that sounds miserable. You can't um, fix this. You're just going to have it. Yeah. Because it's a normal human emotion. Sorry. Right. Which I would be feels horrible, by the way, like totally normal to think this is we're dying. Right. Exactly. I feel like I was dying. I feel like I'm dying. Yes. We're going to uh, make you feel that. Doing is the word that comes to mind. That kind of like repetitive thought, churning, doing. Busy. Yeah. Busy doing. Yeah, because you're just kind of, you've got all this like energy, right? Um, and if you were to, if you were to be stuck in this, what would the result of that be? You, you aren't going to die. No, but I, I would definitely, I I guess I just don't show up. I mean, you're sort of dead. You're, you're just not showing up for yourself or others. You're not living like Because you're, right, you're not, exactly. Well, not conscious, that's nice, okay. You're not like, you're not in the driver's seat. You're letting your feelings run the body in the show. Yeah. Um. One, like, superpower trick for the number one it's like seeing it right because it's like how did I get how do I get to this place and oh when I get to this place I need to fix it which is true in the sense of like you cannot fall asleep when you're in your sympathetic overdrive <laughs> like it is nice to fix at 10 p.m um yes. but so but I'd say daytime it's a superpower for us to realize what I've been doing kind of at the beginning of my talk talking about like what I'm doing at my work is like realizing you're in it instead of just instead of just jumping to fix it mm -hmm. can almost like take the boxing gloves off of it so much of like oh I'm feeling tense it feels really shitty I don't I don't want to feel this right now because this feels very uncomfortable even even that like naming stage of that unpleasantness can kind of like take the wind out of some of it because you're not like being driven by it now, you're observing it. That's good and hard, but I agree. The, yeah, I'm, no, I'm not good not at doing like, that. And on Tuesday, you're going to be good at this. <laughs> I feel that even just thinking about doing that feels very vulnerable, very unsafe. I started like tangent just to like show you that this can work. I used to feel very rushed with my kids and getting my kids to bed. I don't know why I'm fucking rushing my kids to go to bed all the time. Like who wants that mom in the house? Right. But like, I'm like, this shouldn't take this long. We need to rush to bed. And now like I did it yesterday and I'm like, Oh, this is me feeling like I need to rush my kids right now. I want to take a step back. They don't need to be rushed. And like, I catch it instead of mm -hmm. me like acting on that sense of like urgency rushing i'm like this is me feeling like i need to rush them i'm not saying this out loud to them so they think i'm a crazy person but like i'm like oh, i'm just gonna step back I, i'm noticing me wanting to rush my kids and there's not actually an emergency happening i'm gonna step back so it, it can I mean, and in order to learn that skill you might not want to start with this one <laughs> like this is like a big emotion, right? Like your kids being, you rushing your kids to go to bed is like way lower stakes to practice on is what I'm saying. 
right to like get the skill of like hey I'm feeling I'm feeling tension and I'm like getting used to like describing it almost of like and I'll do it to my employees now because they know I'm in this coaching thing. I'll be like, I'm feeling a lot of pressure in my left chest and it's radiating to my back. Like I will describe my feelings to people and they kind of think it's funny. And it like, <laughs> it diffuses like the scenario. Cause I'm like, now I'm just describing my tightness, right? Of like, there's some superpower in like calling it on its own game. but maybe start with lower hanging fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so that's one superpower is like seeing it and like being able to kind of just step back and be like, what do I need to do to soothe? The other superpower is really doubling down on the self self love can diffuse this completely of like, hmm. she doesn't like me. Oh, honey. That, like, it sounds ridiculous, but it, it works. Like, of course you're feeling that right now. That's totally normal to feel that. It totally, like, the, you double down on that, like, totally caring, whatever you want to call it, mother we never had, self-love of, like, I know it's so, it's, it's so, you know, awful to think that. Like, I got you. Like, mm -hmm. doubling down on the self-love kills this. Mm -hmm. And for that, that's a, it's very weird for a lot of people to do self-love. And it's like almost, you know, the psychologist will call it like the reparenting. Um, but like, whenever your brain thinks this, love the shit out of your brain. Not in a like, you're right. She does not like that, but like, <laughs> I got you. I yeah. We got you. I will always have you when this stuff comes up, no matter mm -hmm. what we are safe. And really practicing, like, I, I think th that practicing that self-love, because it's like, dude, I'm just sitting here drinking coffee. I don't really know how to practice self-love sitting here drinking coffee. Like, mm -hmm. you almost need something like this to, like, start that self-love practice, I think. Mm -hmm. you like, mm -hmm. when everything's going well, good job, Kelly, right? But, like, it's when things go shitty that you're like, Kelly, I got you no matter what, like, I am with you through this. And like, that can really be a superpower to calm down this unsafeness. Yeah, that's a good point. And it, again, it feels weird in the beginning because you're talking to yourself. <laughs> but it can really diffuse it. Brooke Castillo talks about the self-love a lot of like, I, I got you. I totally have you on this. No matter what's, what's wrong. What's wrong, love? Why are you thinking this? Right. And it's, it's like, it's almost weird for like somebody else to be saying it to you. Cause mm -hmm. it's the you that needs it. Like it's the you that you, like you are the superpower that can love you the best. any of that ringing yeah definitely not a skill i have practiced much but no they take that it, skill away from us in surgery yes but it it is comforting just hearing you say it so definitely seems like something i can work on 
and I mean, all the other of like, of course, things that like you can find on the internet of like exercise, yoga, the you know, things that put you focused on something, refocusing on like, for me with the kids, right? It's like, I'm here right now with the kids. I'm here, like, almost like recentering of like, I'm, I'm here right now with the kids. I'm going to deal with that shit when it's time to deal with that shit. And I'm not going to let it in right now. And like putting up those brick, not brick walls, but like you're, you're basically telling your body like that we are going to have to deal with this, but right now we are not. I am with whoever and, and really kind of being purposeful to like, not let that come in all the time. Yeah. Like being the boss basically. Cause others were like, the right. boss always there. And we're like, cause you didn't tell it. It can't be. It's trying to keep yeah, it safe. I, exactly. I am much better at that skill than I am the other two. And I think that's why it keeps sort of intrusively happening because I'm not giving it space to happen. You know, like I'm much more competent compartmentalizing, but I probably need to work on those, like identifying, allowing, yeah. reparenting, loving that other thought of like why it type. keeps coming up or if it keeps co- like the it's like the beach ball underneath the pool yeah right like you're like fuck this thought right and then it's like boo yes <laughs> i think that's a great analogy exactly yeah of like and so like there is a superpower and, and i've been practicing it you know this week like watching my brain freak out of like being like i feel like my brain's racing like just really naming it and letting it be and not trying to solve for it is that's not something that like society te- teaches us to do but like really in that allowing of like oh this is what anxiety feels like i get tight in my left shoulder i feel pressure in my left chest all the surgeons on here want to check me for like an acute mi <laughs> like really allowing it and, be, and and you can even be like I, you can name it you can be like i don't like this feeling of anxiety but this is what anxiety yes. feels like and it's almost like that just in doing that, you're kind of allowing it, but you're not like warm hugging it. You're not like, come here, anxiety, it's fucking stay around. You know? <laughs> but you're like, this is what it is. I am feeling anxious. Instead of like, I can't feel anxious. That's the wrong feeling to feel. I need to feel in control. And of course I'm safe. Like it's that rejection of it, which I think makes yeah. it coming back. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of truth in that. When I started this, you know, they're like, we're going to teach you how to feel your feelings. And I'm like, surgeons don't have fucking feelings. We have tight. And now I'm like, yeah, no, I, I you get better at like, it's, it's just a feeling of like, it's energy. And we really don't want to feel some, some of these feelings. They feel really shitty. But then you're like, yeah, I, can, I hate feeling shame. I do it rarely. I fucking hate it. <laughs> but you're like. This feels like you name it and it's like gets you the superpower over you're like this shame right now. I feel sick to my stomach. I think I'm going to die. It's a shame. I do not like it. But there is a truly a power in feeling like that and like letting it really getting that energy out. yeah I think we talked about self-love feeling the feelings what was our other tactic 
of realizing that there's a usually a thought behind like it, we're judging this thought or like trying to get it to go away yes like, that kind of like creates the spiral mm-hmm. it's like the the thoughts of the thoughts and like seeing that so hopefully that's some some good tips to try yes that was helpful kelly thank you there's nothing like shittiness to make you try to love yourself because i don't think it happens otherwise i'm just having this insight now like when you do good are you like working on your self-love no that's a good silver lining. You're right. Growth right? is born through right. adversity. And this is an opportunity to learn a new skill of self-love. Yeah. And like, and truly like allow it to be like, this is shitty. Yeah. You know, like, you know, friends, like the friend style is like, it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be blah, blah, blah. Like that's, and then the coach is like, no, 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 shitty. Like, cause us trying to like bandaid that I think is be- more beach volley, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, just acknowledging that it's shitty sometimes helps diffuse it too. You got this. I'm sorry, but it it's awesome. literally, it's literally everybody practicing medicine. You know my yes, I, I, I share this story a lot. I have a one star Google review because. I didn't know when I was going to give birth and I should know that because I'm a doctor. <laughs> That's a funny one, at least. I know. It's like my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let me know if I can help you otherwise, yeah. though. Okay. Thank you, Kelly, again. All right. You're welcome. All right. Anybody else want to come chat? Chat like a Minnesotan? Anybody want to chat? hold on hold on chop chop is the name hey kelly love the name hold on i gotta get rid of still in bed still in bed we'll get to you i promise and then we have i'm confusing everybody's names still in bed we'll get to you i think we have chop chop right now hey perfect thank you so much um so I have kind of a similar, well, same, same, but different problem. Um, I'm also feeling like a really reactive with some of the changes that are going on at my job. Um, I'm in private practice, but we have a new CEO for our hospital who, um, I don't know, he comes in and he is handing business to another group. Um, and I think he's getting ready to try to sell our very small hospital to the much larger corporation that the other group works for. But I'm finding it very hard to not be like really, um, I don't want to be entitled, but I just see myself like getting really angry because I worked at this place for a little over a year and I've built a really good program for my patients. And I've taken um, a program that one of my colleagues made, but then he left and I've been running with that. And it's been working really well for the nurses running the program and for the patients And I'm like, I feel like as soon as I'm ramping up um, and getting established in the community, this guy's coming in with like his cronies and disrupting that. And then they're doing stuff like, for instance, they, um, they changed our CMO model from one CMO in a small hospital to three CMOs. I don't know why we need three CMOs. And then one of those CMOs unilaterally changed our stroke director 
And the stroke director now is one of the guys from the competing group. And so um, I'm going to be having to liaison. I don't treat stroke directly, but indirectly. So I'm going to have to be working with this, this person who is a direct competitor and then, um, and behaves like that. He doesn't, he's not, if he behaves like a competitor. And then I feel like I'm very frustrated because I'm still an employee in my practice and my, and my boss is not taking aggressive measures against this. He told me he applied to be the stroke director, which is hard because we're surgeons, we're not neurologists, but whatever. He, he told me he applied. And then I found out that all he did in passing was tell our CFO that he'd be willing to take the role. I'm like, well, of course this other person got the job. I mean, he's a freaking stroke neurologist, like board certified, fellowship trained. And all you did was tell someone in the hallway that you wanted the job. And so I'm like really losing my mind because I feel like my boss is not trying to um, do anything to like fix this problem. And then I'm getting really far behind in clinic because he won't hire any help. I asked him like six months ago to hire me a scribe because again, I'm an employee, so I can't just go hire them. And finally this past week, he put the ad on indeed like six months later. And I'm like, super, I'm just trying to figure out how to manage this frustration. Cause I want to focus on my clinic and building my everything up. But at the same time, I feel like my boss has the business savvy of like a kindergartner and he's been boxed out of one hospital already. And he only has, he has privileges at two hospitals and he got kicked off the call panel at one for reasons that are not entirely clear to me. I don't think he did anything bad. I think it was sort of personal retaliation, I think. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, you're not taking care of the business aspect of stuff. And then I'm trying to ramp up my clinic. And I feel like I can't use any of this like energy. Like I'm I'm just stuck in the same frustrated mode. I'm not using my energy effectively. I'm just getting more and more behind on clinic notes and orders. And then I open up my inbox and then I have a heart attack and then um, yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I, I need a little help because I'm just spinning my wheels more and more. Yep. So I just got to redirect the ship. Totally. What do you want to tackle today? I want to figure out how to, I think there's two things. I think the first is as a people pleaser, I'm, <laughs> I think I need validation to realize it's okay to look for another job if this one doesn't work out. And then, um, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that one, maybe. Let's do that one. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I need to figure out how I can best make use of the time I have here. And my boss is a good guy. I'm just concerned that his business sense is a little lacking. Or maybe yeah. his like, he's he's from California, Texas. He's not like a cutthroat person. And I think we're dealing with cutthroat people. And I've dealt with them in residency. So I, I'm like, I think I have a little bit better sense of how to deal with them than he does. You can smell them. Oh yeah. From a while away. You're like, I've lived this. Yeah. I'm like, I know this. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what about, um, tell me more about like what part of the people pleasing, like what's the thoughts that's preventing you from looking for another, cause you can look for another job this morning. Yeah. Right. Like you're allowed to do, you can look for a job, whatever. You don't even have to decide tangent, but I had a, a resident years ahead of me who is a dude who is basically like, I'm always looking for a job. I'm always interviewing. He's like, the grass is green everywhere. That was just like his belief on it. And it was the first time I was like, oh, you can just do that. You know, <laughs> like yeah. it tells you you can't. Um, but yeah. where, what, what are your thoughts on like, I'm, it's not okay to look for another job or I committed. Is it like I, I committed, so I need to stay? Like, what's the sticky thought that's 
that yeah for you. And there's a couple of them one is i have concerns about boards because i have to give them 100 cases with one year follow-up but i am i think by the time i got another job that i would be at that point where i had those cases all teed up in that one year follow-up because it's not like when you apply for a job you get it two days later um so i think that that i probably should get over that and then the other yeah. thing is like, I, I don't know. The problem is that I like the people I work with, the with the exception of our CEO and a couple of other people in positions of power. I like our nurses. And I, I think I'm just really torn because there's a lot of good things about the hospital, but the I don't know how long those things are going to last because I feel like the people at the top are actively trying to ruin them. So I feel bad that I'm like leaving the nurses and my boss behind if I leave. But mm, at this time- The survivor guilt. Yeah, but I also feel like, like if- and they can't promise that the place is going to stay the way it is. I have to look out for myself. And I know that if I leave, I'll probably earn a lot more money elsewhere. So like, I don't well, know. Here's, here's I, a I secret. You're going to like the nurses in the next place too. Yeah, I hope so. Right. Like, like I think those thoughts of like, but I really like the employees or whatever you want, whoever. I, I, I love the receptionists, whatever mm -hmm. it's like your that is your brain secretly trying to keep you safe. Yeah, probably. And, and I don't mean that in like your brain's a jerk and trying to trick you. I don't mean that. I mean that in the like, of course, there's things you like about where you are. Like, mm -hmm. that's normal. That doesn't mean you should stay. Right. They shouldn't like, you know, like the, the like, it needs to be 100% shitty for you to want to leave. Like, no, like. The management's going to be better somewhere else. You're going to get paid better somewhere else. You'll probably like some of those people somewhere else too. Right. Like, and you could do, I am not telling you to leave your job. I'm just saying this, mm -hmm. this, this came up for you. So I mean, I'm, I'm exploring it, mm -hmm. but like, you could be like, I am here right now to get my hundred cases. That's what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. And then like all the shit with the CMOs can just kind of, yeah. Because it doesn't matter. Because now you've got your crystal clear vision of mm -hmm. like, I am, this is, I am here for the hundred cases or whatever it is. Right. And then there will be the next best place for me. I think I also have this like stupid, well, maybe it's not stupid, just this feeling of guilt because my boss was looking for a colleague for two years apparently and just was by himself. But on the flip side, it's not my fault that he has a dysfunctional call group and that his other partner bailed on him. And I didn't want to be like bailing on him either, but I also feel like he has bailed on me in some ways by first our, our practice lost the call contract at the other hospital. And then, um, he didn't do anything to really build up my ability to practice at the other hospital and he refuses to hire a nurse practitioner. So I'm like, well, if in our field, it's high acuity, if the two of us are busy, one is in clinic and one is operating and we're covering two hospitals, we need to have a nurse practitioner so that if there's an emergency, they can run over to the other hospital or at least get like grab the fire extinguisher, right? To start putting out the fire. We put out the fire, but we need, a, we need help. Yeah. And I just don't see being able to get that for like two or three years because I'm going to have to get them on my own salary because he's basically... He still works like a resident. He does all his own notes. He takes out all his own drains. I'm like, dude, like that's stupid. And I'm like yanking out my hair because it's not how I want to practice. And I can't, I think I just have to realize that like, I'm not going to be able to take this practice where I want to want it to go. And I could just like kind of chill out and, and accept that. 
but yeah. I don't know why I'm, I hit a, I hit a wall and not accepting it. Well, we're, we're fixers, right? Like we fix things. Yeah. And sometimes we think that we're very powerful and that we can fix it all. And, and what I'm hearing from you is I'm like, I think that, you know, there's some other place that is going to be better for you, but it's yeah. like, you know, just cleaning up, like, of course I want to help this guy out and I don't want to leave him hanging because I care about him. Right. And then, then you can be like, yeah, but we're all adults. Mm -hmm. The decisions he's made has put him here. The decisions you made, you know, are going to put, keep you here or move you somewhere else. Right. So like, it's not your job to save this guy as nice and awesome as he might be. Like, that's not your job. Right. He is, he is not your offspring. No. No, he's supposed to be my leader and he does some right. And you have a caretaking, like I, I don't want to leave because I want to take care of him. Like, mm -mm. yeah. He's he's supposed to be the leader. Right. And you have a vision and he, you don't even have a scribe right now. Right. Like, right. It, so it, I, and that's like this is yeah. learning. It took you six months to get a scribe advertisement. You, the nurse practitioner might not be right behind that. Right, exactly. And I would have to do I know I would have to hundred percent do that all myself. Um, because he's okay with practicing in a model that's like 20 years old and I'm not, especially with, I think people have gotten more litigious and bitchy in 20 years. So I don't think that that yeah. model works anymore. And I don't think it gives patients good care. It's not good care. When I log in to the EHR at 455, when I finish cases to see that my patients need a refill because they're out of, uh, oxycodone or Percocet after a painful spine surgery. I'm like, no, this is stuff that like parallel processing someone else can take care of during the day. And I just can't convince him of that. Um, and I think that might be in part why his previous partner left. There may be some other stuff I'll probably never be privy to, but um, yeah. I think that's part, probably part of it. But I think, I think you just untangled some spaghetti. Yeah, I know. I'm just stressed because I, you know, I like, I don't know. Cause like everyone, you'd want to settle down. You want to buy a house. You want to be in a community, but you know, then again, there's also a hospital right across the street I could go to. So maybe I should get over it. <laughs> yeah. It's often like, sometimes I find when we like figure out the thoughts that are keeping us in tunnel vision, the solutions like right freaking there. Once we're like, Oh, I can leave. It's okay to leave. And actually there's a hospital in my city. Right. <laughs> right? Like, right. like, all of a sudden the solution opens up. Yeah. It's like the, it's, it's a magic. I just have to master the clinic part. Cause apparently that that place is a trauma center. So they get massively subsidized by seeing patients in clinic and seeing a whole ton of clinic patients. And I hate clinic. So then my next step is just to get over the hating clinic part. But I think I can do that. Cause I think part of the hating clinic is because I'm angry at my boss for not fixing our clinic. And I also I, we have this weird setup where like we have an exam room and then we have our own private office and we see our patients in the private office. And while I love my patients, I don't really want them in my private office. I want like a regular freaking clinic where the patients are in a room. I'm sorry. You don't need to have a great view while I'm talking to you about your brain or your spine. Like you don't, you don't need to be looking at the ocean. Like, yes, the ocean is great, but like, would you focus on your back? You know, I get, I realize this may be a silly thing to get frustrated about, but the patient's are like, oh, it's so nice up here. I'm like, yeah, I know. And now like, what's wrong with your leg? Like, let's go. Right. right. It's a distraction. Yeah, it is. And I know that that's like stupid, but it drives it's me not bananas. It's not <laughs> stupid. Like this is your job and you spend hours there and you having it in the environment that you want it is not stupid. That's true. Okay. 
So I needed that. And all of this, like you're collecting little, you know, gems to be like, when you interview for the next job, you're like, for me to run clinic, I need a nurse practitioner. I need a scribe. I need Mm -hmm. at least two, two exam rooms. Like, you know, exactly what you want now. Yeah, that's true. And I was so excited. I thought I'd be able to get two exam rooms. And then my boss who treats me like his partner half the time and his employee the other half of the time just rented the space out to OB-GYN. So in our office, we have an OB-GYN ultrasound suite, two neurosurgeons and three pulmonary critical care doctors. I'm like, how did we get the three doctors that never, almost never worked together in the same office? This makes no sense. Like there's- You're not getting your two exam rooms at this current job, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, I I want my two or three exam rooms. I want my scribe or my MA and I want my nurse practitioner. (laughs) Yeah. You're right, I got it. It's what you want. And like, and you don't have to justify that. You are not right. asking for a 747 to drive you to work. Like these are like things professional people need to do their job. This is not crazy. Do not feel like bad for wanting this. Like, okay. Can I have a computer? Like, oh, yeah, the computer can't be so your- bad. <laughs> yeah. I bought my own. <laughs> yeah. I All think right. I think the I think the uh journey's becoming clear for you. I think so too. I think I'm going across the street. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't even have to worry about these three CMOs that are going to bankrupt the place because they only need one. There's no excuse for having three CMOs. We have less than 500 beds. <laughs> right. You know why we have three? So we can spend that money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. I'm going to get to the last one and uh, we'll talk soon. Hey, cool. All right. Let's do some still in bed. Uh, as to unmute if still in bed wants to talk okay I think can you hear me okay cool I'm actually not in bed anymore (laughs) from bed yeah right up from bed I should re-advise um so to I like all the other things that we've talked about this morning um but I hear here's a challenge like not surgeon challenge well maybe it is because it's what I wear like my closet is a disaster and I kind of cleaned it up but then I think I hung too much crap up on the the rods and of course in the middle of the night like two weeks ago it scared the heck out of me because it fell down and I didn't realize that's what it was I thought somebody was in our house but no it's just my clothes and so now it's a big pile and so now I can't um, I just need to freaking work on it. Yep. And so, um, I guess part of my mental block is <clears throat> I know that I don't really, you know, drink alcohol. I don't do other things, but I do like to spend money to make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. And, um, so maybe that's part of it. And that's why I have too many clothes when I mostly wear scrubs. Because <laughs> having more clothes makes you feel safe. Yes, right. It makes me feel better when I'm feel, having a crappy day. Oh right. man, it's so good to buy shit. I know, dude. Dope. And I have zero tattoos, but if I ever get a tattoo, mm-hmm. it's going to be a tattoo of the chemical structure of dopamine, because I truly mm. think it is like, like, why do I want that tattoo? Because it literally explains everybody's behavior. It's like the most important molecule mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. evolution, in my opinion. And I will mm-hmm. get it right. And I'll have dopamine right on my thumb. 
Oh, and your thumb. Okay. Things for it. We we yeah. buy clothes. We take drugs. People, yeah. People sleep with people they shouldn't be sleeping with. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Crazy things over dopamine, and it's it, what like to me. I'm like, wow, dopamine's wild. Look at all the stuff. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, is is it a problem that you do this? Besides, you need more closet space. But like, um, is it a problem? Are you or are you just beating yourself up about it? Well, it's pro like I don't think we're like in financial trouble or anything because I buy shit, but um, and that's lucky because I buy cheap shit mostly on sale. Um, but it so I don't think we're it's like a financial problem. It's a problem where I can't find the shit I want to wear, and so then I buy more shit because obviously I lost that pair of black pants. So I need another pair of black pants. Right. So then I have more shit and more shit. Okay. So it's a problem in the, like, uh, I, I don't actually want to live with all this clutter from the stuff I get. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's probably the problem between my husband and I is that I got a lot of shit and it's in the way. Yeah. Okay. And, I'm just being picky because I'm I'm being curious because I want to like pull up the spaghetti. Is the problem? Yeah. Is the problem buying the shit or is the problem not getting rid of some shit? Um, it's uh. It could be both. There's no right answer. This yeah, is yeah. I mean, definitely buying the shit and then having like the dining room being as a shit container of Amazon boxes and yeah, Target boxes. Yep. Um. And probably getting getting rid of shit because I just put more shit on the old shit. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I think the, uh, number one is insight of like, why am I doing this behavior? Because it's yes. a very out of control behavior for a yes. lot of people of like, I don't know, it's just late at night, I'm on the couch and there's the computer and there's Amazon. Yeah. Right? Like it's, right. it's a very mind, because that's what soothing is. Soothing is not yes. a conscious thing whether it's drinking right. eating yeah whatever it is uh, scrolling on instagram um, yeah is it is very mindless and so the first step is like oh i'm doing this behavior that maybe the best part of me doesn't want in my life anymore right right so it's like yeah getting that insight and which it sounds like you're getting yes definitely and then, and then realizing like i i probably won't fix this on tuesday Right? No, <laughs> you've probably been building up to this level of box collection for over forty years. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that self love coming because so many people I think will try to white knuckle it and be like, "Yeah, fucking stop. Take take the Amazon off the browser. Uh huh. Yeah. Get rid of all the credit cards except what? Well, like people will like try to white yeah. knuckle it, but right. it doesn't solve for the underlying. No. Why am I doing this? Yeah. What is, yeah. what is this behavior? How am I benefiting from this behavior? Right. And, and I'm just, I'm talking fast because of time, but yeah. going back to like the self-love thing of like, oh, I'm soothing. Uh -huh. this is soothing. Yeah. Right. Okay. One option is to replace it with something else that's soothing. Yeah. Which might not be at, like you figured out your dopamine lever. Yes. Right? like definitely a warm cup of tea might not fucking do it for you <laughs> right <laughs> right right you you figured like you figured out your lever right and so 
part of it's like not looking to replace it, but almost looking to be like, when you're getting that urge, when you're like, I feel like I need to soothe right now. Cause with this, yeah. urge, you'll start catching it. Yes. You'll start being like, you know, for me, it's like, I'm feeling like I really need a snack after the kids go to bed. Mm-hmm. Right? Logically, I do not need a snack after the kids go to bed. Right. But like, that's my self soothing. Right. And you can start mm-hmm. catching it and being like, okay, what am I going to do now to replace? Cause it's just a repetition too, in our days. Yeah. Of like to replace that repetition with, do I go on a walk? Do I go journal? Mm-hmm. Do, I go do 15 minutes of yoga almost to like break you away from it. And to, and then to be like, yeah, oh, die. Mm-hmm. Um, can be an option. And it's the other thing with urges, and you know, I I went through the awesome process of mm-hmm. stopping drinking alcohol. Of like, yes, you're gonna urges suck. Yeah, like you're gonna get an urge to go scrolling and shop, and not yes. not completing the loop sucks. And like, expect that to suck. But the 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 more you don't complete the loop, the less strong that urge gets. Right. Because your brain's like, oh, and this never gets reinforced. I'm going to stop yeah. being so strong on an urge. So the that's whole urge jar. Yeah. The whole urge jar thing of like, mm-hmm. I actually wrote down one one thing they tell you to do is write down uh, like on a piece of paper, one through 100. Mm-hmm. And you can write down all of your urges. Because they say it like, they're like, it can take 100 urges to like break mm-hmm. that loop. And I'm like, oh my God, just doing that sounds like nails on a chalkboard to me. But right. I it, and like, for me, I, I didn't get to a hundred. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, less than a hundred urges broke me from craving a drink. Are you fucking kidding me? That's like how close yeah, we are right. all from like not drinking. This is insanity. Yes. Great. So like it actually, mm-hmm. you don't reinforce the urge and the urge actually gets less. Yeah. I th- I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I like that one. I'm yeah. kind of thinking it. Yeah. The, so like dist- distracting, but like self-care. Because sometimes just like you got to sit there. Like sometimes you want a little distraction. Like what do you need? You need to move the body. You need the self-soothing. Right. You need the bath. You need the shower. Go, go be in a shower. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't, you can't buy stuff in the shower to my knowledge. Um. So like really kind of get yourself out of that and let the urge pass. And then it's crazy. Right. Oh, 30 minutes went by and I don't actually have this urge right now. And right. Like, and then you and then you solidify like I don't have this urge all the time. Yeah. Urge is like a small part of my day. And it because right. you know, like, the urge is just gonna be there all the time, overwhelming. And for a lot of people, it's not. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so thank that's, you. That's my very fast, not an hour long discussion about that. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm going to go work on my closet then <laughs> and not get the urge. Start not counting my urges. Right. <laughs> thank you, Kelly. Totally. Awesome, guys. Awesome hour. Take care. <laughs>